Hello and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan of Neo News Today. In episode 50 of the NNT pod, I sat down and spoke with Kevin Iwaki, the founder of Gitcoin. Gitcoin is a platform for open source developers to apply for and receive development grants, solve bounties for rewards, and participate in hackathons. Gitcoin was built in the Ethereum ecosystem, but has expanded to support other networks since its founding in 2017. In this episode, Kevin and I talked about how open source development and new economic models can empower grassroots developers, improving voting and donating processes with quadratic formulas, supporting new developers as they enter an ecosystem, and more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Kevin Iwaki as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with the Neo News Today podcast. Today we are speaking with Kevin Iwaki, the founder and chief roboticist of Gitcoin. How are you doing today, Git Kevin? <laughs> How are you doing today, Mr. Gitcoin? I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, getting coins. Things are things are good. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so I'm very well aware that you're an Ethereum ecosystem developer and you're providing these great resources and we're on a Neo-oriented podcast. So my, our listeners are very likely going to be hearing about you and Gitcoin for the first time. So before we kind of like go into our questioning, can you just tell us who you are and what Gitcoin is? Yeah, so Gitcoin is a place that you can get coins if you're a software engineer working on open source software. Our mission is to grow and sustain open source software, which we think is of as our digital infrastructure. And now we have blockchain-based networks that we can now build business models into open source software. And so Gitcoin's mission is to grow and sustain open source. We've done about $13 million worth of rewards for open source software developers, primarily in the Ethereum community, but also increasingly in adjacent communities. And we just have a deep reverence for open source software developers and want to help them be economically empowered in the 21st century. So that's what we've been working on. Awesome. And you kind of have a, a really interesting history in that you started as your professional career as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of went into a software engineer role in the financial sector. And then you dabbled mm -hmm. in academia, led teams to scale and like focused on growing user bases of different products. And all of this kind of like, and, and looking at your history kind of culminated to then Gitcoin and you running blockchain oriented meetups in like 2016, 2017-ish. Yeah. So like what happened? How did you walk down your path of like working in these like corporate entities and then kind of like evolve right. your passion for open source development? Right, for sure. So for the listeners out there who didn't see it, when Dylan asked me about my professional career, he put professional in air quotes, which I got a, a huge kick out of. Um, yeah, I mean, I basically, I went to a state school and I, I studied computer science there and I, their career services just like put me in corporate America after I graduated. I didn't even know startups were a thing in 2006. And um, around the time of the Facebook API, came out in 2007, I, I created a Facebook apps game in my nights and weekends that I was making more money at than I was with my corporate job. And I was like, holy shit, 
entrepreneurship could be a thing. And I eventually landed a gig as a startup CTO going through Techstars, which is an accelerator for entrepreneurs. And I was like 23. I think I had no business being a CTO, but I convinced a company that that I was worth investing in. And and that's how I got my my start in in startups. And and basically from 2008 to 2000, let's see, uh, well, basically until now, I've been a CTO, VP engineering in the Techstars portfolio, kind of jumping around from company to company as startups either exited or imploded, depending on the company. And that was sort of how I got out of corporate America and into startups and around, 2017 was just kind of really interested in, I mean, I, I, I was a meetup organizer for Boulder Startup Week, which is this one week celebration of entrepreneurship and technology in Boulder. And, and, and basically I was running the future of tech track. So basically AI, VR, um, I think we thought chatbots were going to be the future of tech for some reason one year. Um, and then, and then, so just basically just trying to get, get networked at the bleeding edge and learn about bleeding edge technologies. And I just really bit, bit down hard on blockchain. And, um, and I started Gitcoin because I felt like recruiter, like blockchains are here to remove intermediaries. And I felt like recruiters were the ultimate intermediary. So what if I could build a network that allowed people to like casually work for each other and and to get coins without having to go through a recruiter and, in order to do it. And and also I kind of had this theory that open source software created billions of dollars in economic value and there was no business model for it. So what if we could build a place that that created business models for open source? And so that was the genesis of Gitcoin and we launched in the summer of 2017 and since then have, have been growing at about 20 or 30% per month over the last two or three years. So it's been a long journey, but but that's the long and short of it. Uh, I just really love software engineering and I wanna help software engineers build the best careers for themselves and their family and open source is just the best place to do it. Yeah, so last year, 2020 at ETH Denver, I watched you give a talk and you spoke about this book, um, The Cathedral and the Bazaar. And you kind of, yeah. it, was, it was about an open source developer who was building um, the fetch mail product on Linux. And yeah. so it really kind of like showed through how there's like a, a philosophy that kind of goes into Gitcoin. And, and last year we saw with DeFi, we saw this explosion in value in the Ethereum ecosystem, which is kind of, you were kind of ahead of the curve by, by making it possible for developers to actually, open source developers to begin their careers and, and get access to like grants and bounties and things like that. One of the really cool things that Gitcoin does is it distributes funding in a really unique manner. And I'm, I'm sure that the Neo News Today listeners are not necessarily uh, privy to what the quadratic funding model is. So could you sure. maybe talk about that and also kind of like link in uh, a little bit of the talk that you gave at ETH Denver, which was talking about like the commons and how not only can sure. quadratic formulas like impact funding, but also impact voting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, basically... You know, so open source software is is what was what's called a public goods funding problem. Public goods are things like clean air or clean water or privacy, like basically things that you don't realize that you have uh, until you don't have them anymore. And 
and um, and basically things that are non-excludable and non-rivalrous. So basically open source software I can download for free off of the internet and my consumption of it doesn't stop you, Dylan, from consuming it. And so that's really great if you're trying to build a world where the commons are really well supported. It's also a problem because we have this thing called the free rider problem. And the free rider problem basically says like, hey, if I'm Kevin and I can download open source for free, why would I ever pay anyone who's developing open source because I get it for free. And so basically what we're trying to do with, with supporting open source is create ways that people can monetize their, their open source, but without creating like paywalls for downloading the software because then it wouldn't be open source anymore. And there was this paper published in 2017 called uh, Quadratic Funding by Vitalik Buterin, Glenn Weil, and Zoe Hitzig. And basically what it is, is a mechanism for creating the mathematically optimal way to fund public goods in a democratic way. So I'll say that again, just to unpack it. It's the mathematically optimal way to fund public goods like open source software, but optimizes for the preferences of the democratic participants in the system. So Basically, what it is, is we raise a matching pool every quarter in the Ethereum community of 500k. And that matching pool is distributed to a set of about a 1000 projects, depending on the results of a crowdfunding campaign that runs in parallel to the matching campaign. And last quadratic funding round, we did 25,000 contributions to the the to open source in the Ethereum space. And we had a 500K matching pool and 550K of crowdfunding contributions and raised a total of a million, of million dollars for open source software in, in Q4 of 2020. So this is something that we're doing regularly in the Ethereum community. And it's just become this super special event every two every quarter where for two weeks per quarter, everyone's kind of shilling each other's projects and discovering the new latest and greatest projects that their peers are excited about. And, and the reason why it kind of works is that $1 in a crowdfund contribution can, can reach, can create $50 in matching funds from the matching pool. So you actually have an incentive to give, even if you're a minnow, not a whale. And, and that's the most special thing in the world to me is that my contributions, even if I'm not a rich person can make a difference with quadratic funding. So, um, yeah, that's that's quadratic funding. It's it's hard to explain in Grok in a minute or two, but once you grasp the mechanism, it's a very uh, it's very elegant. It's mathematically optimal, like I said, and so um, you know we'd love to extend quadratic funding outside of the Ethereum community. We're starting to do it with Zcash. We're starting to do it with the Filecoin community. Uh, this is my pitch to the Neo community. We should do quadratic funding with you all as well. Our mission is to support open source software, not just Ethereum. Um, it's just that we've proven it out at scale in the Ethereum space, and we could probably transpose it into Neo if we wanted to. So I'm not sure if I hit all the points that you wanted me to, um, but that's 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 what quadratic funding is. Yeah, and so I think something that's that's really cool that you just touched upon is you 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 had your founding in the Ethereum ecosystem, but Gitcoin is kind of expanding into other communities, and uh, I too yep. would love to see quadratic funding in the Neo ecosystem because I have participated on Gitcoin and like uh, donating to local communities here in Colorado, my, my few dollars going a long way. It really did. It really did feel good to kind of like feel like I had more of an mm -hmm. impact with my five or $10. Yeah. 
So Gitcoin is expanding into integrating Zcash and Matic and Filecoin and all sorts of other different ecosystems. So mm -hmm. what's the motivation for Gitcoin expanding into other ecosystems? Is it so that we can create something that alleviates some of the pressure that we see on Ethereum right now? Or is it more like this is the time to scale up so we can reach all open source devs? Yeah, I mean, our mission is to grow and sustain open source software. And so that expands out of just the Ethereum space. I, you know, I know tribalism is, is sort of a problem in the crypto coin community, but, you know, our mission is more expansive than any, any crypto network. And, and, uh, you know, I, I believe that, okay, so, so I believe that with the internet of information, we basically refactored everything in society that relies on information because entertainment, media, politics all relied on information. Those all changed in the internet. Um, the internet of value is basically gonna allow computers to send value across a computer network without an intermediary. And we're gonna refactor everything that relies on value in the internet. And so um, it would be totally silly in, in, the, like, in the context of creating a website in the internet of information to be like tribalistic against all other websites. And I think that like, it's the same as the, in the internet of value, like there's going to be things that Zcash does better than Ethereum. Ethereum does better than Neo. Neo does better than Ethereum or Zcash. And it's just kind of like apples to oranges. And, and we just want to create tools that allow each community to reach its ultimate preference, uh, expression of preferences. And so, um, yeah, we just care about growing open source software and, and Neo obviously has a lot of open source software. So I think that it, you know, it fits within our mission to start doing stuff within y'all's community. And, and it's all about supporting the, the bottoms up innovation in the space without relying on a power broker that's, that's, that's giving out grants. Uh, this will bring it back to the, you asked me about the cathedral and the bazaar of the talk I gave at East Denver. Cathedral is just like, think of it as like Michelangelo's painting on the top of, of a giant, beautiful church. Like it's intricately architected, centrally planned, and 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 can come out really beautiful uh, but the bazaar is what what like bubbles up from from organically from from all of the people with their competing incentives and them going through their organic lives and for us at gitcoin we want to grow open source we want to grow that bazaar the open source financial system from the bottoms up and quadratic funding is just this really powerful tool to be able to accelerate the bazaar and and make it able to compete with the cathedral and so we want to share it with as many people as possible Awesome. So kind of like uh, wrapping up a little bit. So a major iteration for the NEO ecosystem will be this uh, upgrade to NEO 3 that has been a, a multi-year long project. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have native uh, uh, infrastructure for, for, for oracles, decentralized storage, and digital identity. So mm -hmm. NEO is about to go through this sort of rebirth and we're witnessing um, a, a potential point in the ecosystem where we can have new developers onboarding and experiencing a brand new NEO that they've never experienced. So from your perspective in providing these resources for open source developers in Ethereum and now growing into other ecosystems, what are some of the sort of like best tools or document documentation or just sort of services that are available for open source develop developers? And how can a blockchain ecosystem like best cater towards that? Right. Um, so A, congrats on the the NEO upgrade. Uh, I, I, would you call it NEO 2.0? Uh, that's what we call ETH 2.0. This is gonna be NEO 3. 
Uh, okay, yeah. there you go. You guys are a whole version, major <laughs> version ahead of the Ethereum ecosystem. Um, and then, sorry, what was the, what was the question? Like, what open source stuff would I recommend? Basically, like, how can a, a, an ecosystem provide like the best tool for developers and support them the best? Whether it's like the Neo Foundation, or it's the community, or it's the developers in the community. What are some of the best tools you've seen in your experience? Yeah, for sure. Um, I I mean, there's you know obvious answers that are you know have good documentation and like create a code of conduct for your community and all those things I think of as as just table stakes. Uh, you know, for me, for for me, um, it, it's about with blockchains, it's about drivers and barriers. Um, you know, it like when I use a blockchain based ecosystem and I have to figure out like private keys and transaction broadcasts and gas and all that kind of stuff, like those are barriers and it's important to keep the barriers low. But I, I think that people over index on like keeping the barriers low. I really like to think about the drivers. Like what are the deep systemic societal things that we're going to be changing with Ethereum, with Neo, with Zcash. And if that driver is high enough, then people will figure out to go how to get past the barriers. So, you know, if you create an opportunity for people to create businesses or to create world-changing companies, I think the rest will follow. So historically, Gitcoin has provided funding opportunities for developers to go after things like bounties, but you've, uh, in the past year, uh, especially since the pandemic started, kind of expanded into hackathons. So kind of like looking forward, what does Gitcoin have in store for 2021? Yeah, for sure. Just more developers getting more coins. We've got hackathons as a way of sending lots of developers to a cryptocurrency project. We've got grants as a way of retaining more developers in your cryptocurrency projects. And we've recently launched Gitcoin Kernel, which is basically an accelerator that uh, sort of sort of like instead of just having people kicking the tires on APIs in your ecosystem, we're teaching people how to build companies and protocols that have staying power in these ecosystems. So we've gone from zero to one on a product suite that helps build developer relation funnels in cryptocurrency ecosystems. And now we're just going from one to 10 on that funnel. So more developers getting more coins, building more relationships, earning, learning, and connecting with each other in order to create more financial sovereignty is the plan for 2021. So it's all about scale for us from now on. Awesome. And what's the best way that the NEO News Today community can keep up to date with you and with Gitcoin? Come out to a meetup in Colorado and see me and Dylan. Uh, and then Google Gitcoin and that's us. Awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, you kind of helped me open my eyes to becoming a podcaster years ago. So it nice. was awesome to finally interview you and uh, introduce the community to the great work that you're doing with your team. For sure. Yeah, it's great to connect and uh, looking forward to building more uh, bridges between Neo and Gitcoin. Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? Kevin is such an evangelist for open source software. It was awesome to talk with someone whose work centers around economically empowering the grassroots dev. It was also interesting to hear Kevin's perspective on scaling Gitcoin from his experience in the Ethereum ecosystem and how Gitcoin is expanding to support other blockchain networks in preparation for a forthcoming internet of blockchains. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, 
Google Podcasts and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time. <laughs>